Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin' the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com, and with me today, as always, is a producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, it has been a long time. We are still around. We're still living after a couple car crashes here and there, but... We are still in good spirits, and it's time to get back on the grind. We are heading into June, a very important month, and we have a lot to cover, and we're going to do it in some small tidbits throughout the next couple of days, but we need to get back on the grind. Ramin, basketball's 24-7, and you know it's about that time, but... Before we get into that, Ramin, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Kyle. I was about to say, you took the words out of my mouth. It has been a long time. We know it's the dog days of summer. If you just step outside in Georgia, it is hot and humid. But as you said, June, big month, maybe especially more so this year. On the boys' side, especially, NCAA live period changes, big team camp, big individual camp later on in June. In the meantime, AAU, some other formalities we're going to get to here and there. So let's jump in into some of those tidbits. First, it's the coaching carousel. Carl, you have quite the extensive list up on Sandy Spiel, both boys and girls. A lot of coaches have switched from here to there, new coaches all around the state. What are some of the most influential moves you see? Yeah, you're right. There's been a lot of big names on the move, and it feels like there's a lot of openings and a lot of people shifting every single year. But we have some big names and some guys that have – that have won a lot of games just, you know, going down, looking at this this boys list in order. You know, I'm seeing Rick Rasmussen leaving Newton to go to North Oconee, a program that has not won very many games over the past couple of years. But he takes that job a little closer to home now. And we get to see what Coach Rasmussen can build over there after, you know, leaving behind a, a great Newton program that gets taken over um, by uh, Charlemagne Gibbons, who... Uh, spent a year at Stars Mill after coming back from the coaching ranks of the college level, but now he gets to take over Newton, and uh, Coach Gibbons will try his hand over there. He's got huge shoes to fill. Um, first year at Stars Mill did not really go that well, considering the, the talent they had there and what they were able to achieve the year before uh, when Brandon Hutchins was there. Um, so he's got some 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 proving to do now. He's got some, some talent, and he's going to have to win some games. So um, that's a, a an interesting move to keep an eye on. You see Vernon Denmark leaving Heritage Conyers, going to Stockbridge, uh, going to try to build that program up again. That's been a program that's had some talent throughout the past years, but uh, you know this past year wasn't their strongest team. Uh, even Baldwin, you see Baldwin uh, with Buck Harris leaving, going to Jones County, going to be coaching alongside his wife over there doesn't have to commute as long he's gonna have that jones county program uh, you know very competitive and very fundamentally sound uh vincent rosser's back in the game from henry county he takes over stone mountain an interesting move there you see seth binding a legendary coach in hall county he's back on the sideline taking over east hall uh formerly of lakeview academy so that is one of uh probably one of the older coaches in the state of georgia but one of the you know best minds and winningest coaches around so we'll see what he can do at East Hall. Bakari Bryan over there at Doherty um, won state championships at Jenkins and went to Berkmar as an assistant. Now he gets his own program again. Uh, so that's just a couple of the you know the big names on the move. I know I'm you know forgetting a, a lot of them. We see 
you know, Clay Crump back on the sidelines over there at Alpharetta, leaving Lakeside to Cav. Just a lot of a lot of names on, you know, especially on the boys' sides that has shifted teams. And on the girls' side, there's been some big movement too with Jan Azar uh, leaving Wesleyan, going to Hebron Christian. Already has five recruits coming in there, so. Um, she's wasting no time on getting girls over there and that's going to be a team that's going to be very competitive and going to try and build their way up into what Wesleyan's been the past couple of years so they already got a head start on that with girls coming in there you see Derek DeWitt leaving Sequoia for Marietta Chris Yarbrough coming to Sequoia um, Northview still left wide open it's been a, a tough hiring process from what I've understood going on over there and just a lot of moves all throughout you know danny wright leaving norcross to archer um but you could see the entire list i don't want to just read off a list of people going here and there but obviously a lot of big moves across the state boys and girls and we're already starting to see the the fruition of those moves especially on the girls side so far with the transfer list we'll get in deeper into that i'm sure in a later podcast but players already starting to follow these coaches to their new locations Yeah, it's interesting to see. Usually the coaching carousel picks up right around late April, early May when school gets out and coaches are finishing up their commitments, finishing out the basketball season, and uh, school year gets over. So, of course, they're changing. So the coaching carousel usually goes round and round and fills up by this time. uh, Relatively a lot of moves, relatively fewer openings left. And then you'll see the player – the transfer list really heat up around August when enrollment officially opens and – parents and teams and players are moving in the summer to these new houses and um so the transfer lists they are posted there are a few names populated on it but as we said it's going to get a lot busier as we get closer to the start of the 2019-2020 school year in august so we'll save that for a later podcast of course keep checking in that will be updated in real time as we learn of transfers but now there has been some AAU ball. You went to um, Adidas Memorial Day, Bob Gibbons, Lake Point. And so from what you've seen this summer, Kyle, who has been a uh, stock riser so far? Yeah, there's been a, a couple kids. And like you said, there's been some some good events to go to. And and uh, I guess we'll go in chronological order, starting from the, the latest to the oldest. And the last stop I was at was this Adidas Atlanta Memorial Day Classic Tournament. And, you know, there's there's always sleepers and stock risers in different, uh, you know, different different levels, I guess. You could be a stock riser from a kid that no one's heard about into becoming maybe a Division Two player or something like that. Or a guy that people thought was pretty good, but now they're, you know, they're, they're thinking of them in a different ilk and they think they're like a high major player. Um, but some guys that have really been off the radar whatsoever and now they're really starting to play their way onto it was someone like Chase McKee from Johns Creek. He was rumored to transfer last season, but he stayed at Johns Creek, a six foot seven wing. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a division one type prospect yet, but you know, with that size and a pretty soft touch, uh, that's a guy that's really going to have a chance to make a name for himself this, this upcoming season, especially if he's staying at Johns Creek, a program which, you know, has had some big guys over there and a couple individually talented players, but has never really strung together a lot of wins and hasn't been able to be a team that can crack into the state playoffs. But Chase McKee is a guy that for smaller schools i would i would keep an eye on him just because he does have that length and uh, a fairly soft touch and an inside outside threat so that's a guy that's a, a bit of a sleeper um you know just looking at the d favor celtics jamichael stillwell a six foot six forward 
going to be a junior next year. He's transferring from Douglas to South Atlanta, and we know South Atlanta is always a force in Class 2A. And he's a little raw offensively, but he gets after it defensively. He can rebound. He, uh, he does a good job defending a lot of different positions. And uh, he's got to finish a little bit better up close. But Jermichael Stillwell is a name to keep on, keep on your mind there, um, you know, moving forward uh, as a guy that could end up being a college player by the time his senior season rolls around. And one of the biggest stock risers that, you know, I never really heard of before was Jalen Jackson, who is a 6'4 wing, going to be a junior, transferring from uh, Westlake to Douglas County. And my goodness, Westlake has had so many talented players and so many great athletes and just they've just been loaded over there. And for them to lose in the first round of the state playoffs this year, just another just disappointing season. Just so many athletes, so many talented players over there. And Westlake has just not been able ever since they were able to load the deck and win a state championship. They've just been disappointing. And uh, they see Jalen Jackson. This kid might be able to flourish over there at Douglas County. I played with Team Forest. Uh, turned a lot of heads with just his athleticism and ability to play above the rim and hit a couple shots off the dribble. So that's something to keep an eye on. And, you know, I don't want to run down the list of pretty much everybody, but, you know, a quick quick one at Bob Givens, a guy that's been standing out to me a lot even since last year, was Keon Sedgwick. A six-foot, 2020 guard from Paulding County. Just has a real nose for the ball. Um, a wiry guy. Defends a lot of different positions. Always involved in plays defensively and offensively. Has a nice uh, pull-up game in transition. He can stop on a dime and knock one down. Uh, so he's a guy that I think is, um, you know, again, I wouldn't put him in the Division One category. But uh, if you're a Division Two school or any anywhere below that, I'd definitely be going in the gym to check him out because he's just a guy that takes no plays off. And I really like the style of play he brings. He brings some toughness. And then lastly, just a, a quick one on the Lake Point Showcase, Tyrese Jones. He was very impressive. 2021 guard from Brunswick. Brunswick always seems to have these great guards that come out of nowhere. And they, they know how to put the ball in the basket and they're tough-nosed kids. And this kid could be the next one because he's been on a scoring scoring binge all offseason from what I've seen. And I watched him pour in 30 points in a big-time win over SBT. Um, hit seven three-pointers, uh, scores at all the levels, uh, active, willing rebounder, can push the pace. Just a microwave score. Once he sees one goes down, uh, he can knock down a couple more too. So Tyrese Jones... One of the next tough, tough, tough guards from that Brunswick area in South Georgia. Um, Going to be a junior this upcoming season, so I'm very interested to see what he does, uh, especially playing with like Joyful Hawkins inside. But five foot ten point guard Tyrese Jones. He's been one of the uh, one of the best pleasant surprises that I've seen this offseason. Kyle, as we mentioned earlier, we're just wrapping up the month of May. The summer is still young. Lots of AAU ball and scholastic ball to be played. And so still lots of opportunity for someone to rise their stock. Who do you think is poised to have a breakout summer? Oh, boy, that's a that's a good question. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of different guys that have been that have been doing really good work this year uh, or in the offseason, at least. And, uh, you know, we're thinking about the the 2020 class. Who are some guys that are really going to take off uh, a guy? I, you know, I felt like I found last year at Alexander summer camp. And has been picking up some steam. Jaquavian Florence from South Atlanta. This kid is good. Six foot three guard, very athletic, can shoot the rock. 
uh, a true shooting guard. That's a kid that I've seen uh, has some interest from some big, big schools now. And he's played on the circuit and he's played with some big travel teams and everything. Uh, but Jaquavian Florence, that's a name that I think we're going to continue to hear more about from a small school at South Atlanta. I think we're going to continue to hear more about him, and I think he's really going to force his way into trying to get into that discussion as maybe like a top 20 uh, player in the state of Georgia. I think he really has a potential to do so. And one other name that we are all very familiar about, and it's no surprise, and I think he's going to continue to rise his stock, and he's just got an offer from South Florida and an offer from Kennesaw State. is Jaquez Kirby from Jeff Davis playing with the Upward Stars. Uh, we already know how good he is. You just check his stat line throughout his entire career at Jeff Davis. He's a walking triple-double threat. He's a great player, great athlete, um, an exceptional passer, sometimes way too unselfish, but a kid that just needs to continue to play at a high level and keep getting polished with some good coaches and playing with better players around him. He's going to continue to get better and better and better. And I think when all is said and done, uh, Jacquez Kirby, a 6'5", 6'6", forward, uh, I think he's going to definitely be a high major player by the time he signs if he's patient. Kyle, that's about all the timely updates we have on this podcast. We like to keep these summer ones short and give you the little tidbits, no reason to draw it out. But before we conclude, I have one last question for you. I know August and especially the start of basketball season, November is a long, long time away. But give me one thing you're looking forward to in the 2019-2020 GHSA basketball season. Oh, boy. Well, um, I'm interested to see the movement with all these transfers. So the transfers are going to decide everything. And sadly, uh, you know, it, it didn't used to be this way, but state championships are won in the spring and summer months with all the transfers of people shifting teams. That's just how it is nowadays. It's not one in the practices in the, the, the October and November months, sadly. Really, you stack your deck early in spring and summer months, and that's going to put you in a really good position to succeed. Um, and that's that's a shame, but that's just really how it is nowadays, especially in our bigger classifications. But what am I most surprised or most excited uh, to see? Uh, I, I, I really want to see the development of some of these guys, and there's going to be some really good kids that are really picking up some some steam as far as their recruitment going. But I want to see which players have some fan fanfare but are going to take their game to the next level. And we've seen some great seniors go out the doors this past year. Now, who is next? Who is going to step up? Who is going to take that mantle? And, uh, you know, a guy that's been taking, you know, getting a lot of steam, uh, really picking up some traction is Jabari Smith over there at Sandy Creek, a six foot nine rising junior. I think he might end up being one of the best players in the state of Georgia. He's already with that, you know, that, that, that U.S. national team playing with those guys. Uh, I think he's going to have a big time breakout season. So, in the state of Georgia, I think that's one to to track, uh, especially with an individual player. The development of Jabari Smith can he take the Sandy Creek team, get them over the hump, and win a state championship? And just him as an individual, uh, we might be looking at the next big, big, big time player coming out of the state of Georgia over there in Tyrone, Georgia. Kyle, I appreciate it. That's all we have for this episode. Um, stay with us again. We'll have a lot more as things develop through June, and we'll give you an update on the transfer list before the season starts. Until then, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.